Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. And a good Wednesday morning to you. We are following that chaotic scene in Philadelphia overnight. Looters on a ransacking rampage, and this is a growing problem. It's September 27th. This is today. Smash and grab dozens of people breaking into multiple stores, stealing merchandise and vandalizing property. These were people that took advantage of of an opportunity um, and again, you know, looking to destroy our city. This just hours after Target announced it will close stores in several states because of a rise in theft and violence. Cities across the nation dealing with a spike in retail crime will have the very latest. Breaking overnight, heading home, the American soldier held in North Korea for more than two months, set to be expelled. The details just in this morning. Shutdown showdown. With just three days to go, lawmakers taking the country once again to the brink and no deal in sight. We're live on Capitol Hill. Back to work. Union leaders declare their months-long strike is over. Hollywood writers told they can return. But in Detroit, no end in sight to that massive walkout by auto workers. The president on the picket line. You deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you get paid now. And Donald Trump to address union workers today. How politics is affecting the strike and the presidential race straight ahead. Urgent manhunt. Police in Baltimore intensifying the search for a suspect in the brutal murder of a young tech CEO. He will do anything he can um, to cause harm. We'll have the very latest. Those stories plus speak now. Travis Kelsey breaking his silence this morning. We got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life, that's not so personal. Yeah, well. (laughs) What the NFL star is finally revealing. And they're great. The Toledo Zoo celebrating the arrival of adorable twin Siberian tiger cubs. And we're there live to throw a very special gender reveal today, Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning. We got Hoda off this week. We've got uh, this morning. We've got Craig here and a busy one this morning. We want to start with these violent scenes out of Philadelphia overnight. Masked looters ransacking several stores. More than 20 arrests have been made so far, but dozens more are believed to have gotten away. And it comes as retailers in cities from coast to coast are battling crime waves like this. Matter of fact, Target just announced yesterday it's going to shut down nine retail locations in major cities in less than a month because of violence, theft and safety concerns. NBC's national correspondent Miguel Almaguer joins us with the latest on all of it. Miguel, good morning. Hi, guys. Good morning. These smash and grab scenes are really unsettling. Thieves are ransacking stores with innocent shoppers standing right there in the middle of all the chaos. It comes as major retailers like Target say they are shutting down because of this very crime. Overnight, Philadelphia police responding to a chaotic scene. Large crowds of young people looting stores and damaging property. Authorities say they hit multiple locations, including a Lululemon, Foot Locker, and Apple Store. Police making more than 20 arrests, but dozens likely got away. These kinds of smash-and-grab crimes have become all too common. 
forcing a growing number of retailers to try to combat the thefts. This morning, one of them, Target, is taking drastic action to reduce retail crime. The company announcing it'll shut down nine stores by the end of October. Three in both San Francisco and Portland, two in Seattle, and one in New York City. The company blaming the closures on theft and organized retail crime, threatening the safety of our team and guests. The move comes after videos from inside Target stores went viral, showing everyday items locked behind security glass, frustrating shoppers. Since when did my local Target start locking everything up? Those lock cases, just one of the ways the retailer says it tried to deal with shoplifting, saying despite our efforts, we continue to face fundamental challenges to operating these stores. Target is not alone. In 2021, Walgreens closed five locations in San Francisco over shoplifting fears. And while Walmart and Nordstrom have also closed some locations in major cities, neither blamed crime. Still, in a newly released survey conducted by the National Retail Federation, 88% of responding retailers said shoplifters have become more aggressive, and 28% say they had to close some locations due to crime. Retailers are experiencing unprecedented levels of theft, crime, and violence in their in their stores. Now, as another major retailer shuts down stores, retail crime threatens to knock the industry off target. The National Retail Federation says stores have lost a total of more than $100 billion in inventory that's been damaged, misplaced, or stolen. Experts say if more isn't done to update policies on retail crime, consumers could pay more and more. Stores could be shut down. All of this especially concerning ahead of the holiday season. Savannah. Absolutely, Miguel. Thank you. To Washington now, where there has been some progress overnight in that race to avoid another costly government shutdown impacting tens of millions of Americans. But with the clock ticking, many roadblocks still remain. NBC's Ryan Nobles joins us now from Marine Barracks, D.C., where military families are preparing for what could be to come. Ryan, good morning to you. Hey, Greg, good morning. And you're right, there was small progress. Both the Republican House and the Democratic Senate took steps towards passing their own version of a short-term spending bill. But that grand deal that both sides can agree on that would avoid a government shutdown remains elusive. And that means millions of federal workers across the country, including active duty members of the military that serve at installations like this one behind me, could be without a paycheck as soon as this weekend. This morning, the government shut down standoff at a standstill. The House will continue to act and lead to make this happen. Late Tuesday, Speaker Kevin McCarthy and House Republicans advancing appropriations bills that have no hope of passing the Senate. McCarthy promising the next step would be their version of a short-term funding bill. We will move a continuing resolution, bring a rule to the floor to secure our border and keep government open. President Biden calling McCarthy out for backing out of an agreement the two sides made on spending levels during the debt ceiling negotiations, writing, we shook hands. Now they're reneging on the deal. What good is Speaker McCarthy's word if he can promise something, we will vote on legislation to that end, and then he will reverse his stance? Meanwhile, Senate Democrats introducing their own version of a short-term spending bill, one that includes new funding for Ukraine and disaster relief, which House Republicans will likely not pass. And while the two sides bicker over the numbers, 
Army Specialist Janeris Velasquez worries how she's going to pay her bills. Our lives don't stop during that time, you know, so we have bills, we have apartments, we have kids, we have to eat, and we don't have another source of income. In past government shutdowns, service members like Velasquez were given special carve-outs to make sure their pay was never interrupted. But this time around, they're in the same boat as millions of other government workers. Staff Sergeant Antonio Hayes has a daughter to care for and is scheduled to be deployed this Thursday without any guarantee that when he leaves, his paychecks will still be coming. If you're going to work, I feel like you should get paid. And so all these military members, government workers, they're without the stability that they're accustomed to. And the issue this time around is that if there is a government shutdown, there is no guarantee when Congress will get its act together, leaving that uncertainty for all of those service workers and the millions of Americans that count on government services for critical support. Savannah. All right, Ryan, thank you. I want to turn to Kristen Welker, moderator of Meet the Press. Kristen, good morning. I'm sure a lot of folks who don't speak fluent Washington are just wondering, how did we get here Again, they thought there was a deal. Now it looks like there's a looming shutdown and really no deal in sight. That's right, Savannah. That's a takeaway. I talked to some sources on Capitol Hill overnight who tell me that a shutdown seems all but unavoidable at this point. And given that Republicans have control of the House, GOP sources say they're bracing to bear the brunt of any shutdown. To your first point, how did we get here? Okay, a small group of hardline Republicans are demanding deep spending cuts, blocking more aid to Ukraine. They want to tighten border security. Republicans feel like they have public opinion on their side there. But many of these issues are just non-starters for Democrats. So we could really see a messaging war start to unfold and adding fuel to all of this fire. You have former President Trump on the sidelines encouraging far right conservatives to shut down the government if they don't get their demands met. So still a standoff, Savannah. Well, speaking of Trump, uh, another item in the news, a New York judge ruling in a civil case that the former president committed fraud. This has to do with his business empire setting the stage for a trial. What's the latest there? This is a civil trial, not a criminal case. Right. An important point. This New York judge found former President Trump and his company liable for fraud for essentially exaggerating the value of his assets and his net worth to deceive banks and insurers. Notably, the judge also canceled some of Mr. Trump's business certificates. That's important because it could limit his ability to do business in the state. This basically paves the way for that civil, and we want to stress this is a civil trial, to begin next week in the state attorney general's case. And overnight, Mr. Trump, who is planning to appeal, called this a, quote, politically motivated witch hunt, Savannah. Well, meanwhile, he seems to be running away with the Republican nomination. There's a debate tonight, but he won't be there. So what are you looking for as you watch? Couple of things. First, Governor Ron DeSantis, right? He's Trump's nearest rival. He's actually seen his poll numbers start to drop since the first debate where he stayed on the sidelines during some of those fights. Do we see him get into the fray more this time around? Nikki Haley, she's been gaining momentum. In fact, our latest NBC News poll shows her with the largest general election lead over President Biden. How does she capitalize on that tonight? Does Vivek Ramaswamy seize the spotlight again? But here's the bottom line, Savannah. Even if one of these candidates does have a breakout moment, it's not clear it's going to make much of a difference because Mr. Trump has that commanding lead despite missing the first debate. And of course, he's going to be in Michigan talking to auto workers today, Savannah. All right, Kristen Walker, thank you very much. Now to that breaking news from North Korea. Just this morning, we've learned that a decision has been made to expel the American soldier who crossed over the border in July and has been detained there ever since. NBC's Janice Mackey-Freer joins us now with more. Janice, what can you tell us? 
Craig, there's actually very little that we know. KCNA is reporting that North Korea has decided to expel Travis King, the American soldier who willingly crossed the border into one of the world's most hostile countries. KCNA is saying that Private Second Class King, who's 23, confessed to illegally entering North Korea. Uh, they add that North Korea says he, quote, harbored ill feelings uh, toward inhumane treatment and racial discrimination in the U.S. Army. Uh, he crossed over the border in July during a guided tour of the Joint Security Area. It's the region that divides North and South Korea, where he'd been released from a detention facility on charges of assault and was expected to return to the U.S. Now, because Travis King crossed the border as a civilian, the U.S. had not yet designated him a prisoner of war. And we don't know what sort of diplomatic intervention might have taken place. Where Travis King is now, where he's been expelled to, where he's going, it's all still unclear. But what we do know is that Korean state media is reporting that Travis King is no longer in custody inside North Korea. Craig? All right. Janice Mackey for you on that breaking news for us. Janice, thank you. We move now to the United Auto Workers strike and that history-making site yesterday for the first time, a sitting president joining a union picket line and telling members they deserve a significant raise. Donald Trump is also set to address striking workers. He's traveling to Michigan today. NBC's Maggie Vespa is at the GM facility where President Biden spoke yesterday. Maggie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, and the enormity of that visit definitely not lost on workers here. One worker telling me the president's comments on pay were, quote, amazing, adding if it comes from the president, she hopes the American people will listen. At the same time, members here also know former President Trump's visit tonight will bring a spotlight of its own. The question is, will the publicity of politics translate into progress in talks with the big three? They're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well, too. This morning, auto workers on strike against America's big three car companies, counting the commander in chief as a historic ally. President Biden becoming the first sitting U.S. president to join a union picket line at this GM parts facility near Detroit Tuesday. That's a fact. So let's keep going. You deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Thank you very much. What was it like to see an actual sitting president show up here and say those things? Awesome. Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Bye. It's a great uh, testament to see him come here. And, you know, I think his comments were very well uh, received. Uh, you know, him recognizing the sacrifices our members made. Biden's appearance coming 24 hours before former President Donald Trump's own Detroit stop. His campaign confirming he's skipping tonight's second GOP debate to aggressively court blue-collar workers here. With the 2024 race ramping up, both candidates walking perilous political tightropes. Mr. Trump's visit blasted by UAW leadership who say they're fighting an economy that enriches people like Donald Trump at the expense of workers. During his visit, President Biden answering a question about the UAW's call for 40 percent raises. All of the big three who have offered 20 percent raises say the visits will not impact talks. GM writing their focus is not on politics, but on bargaining in good faith. Among the workers picketing with the president Tuesday, Mercedes Wallace, a single mom of two praying the presidential spotlight leads to a fair deal. 
think it's letting the world know that just because you are a working class, you're still being heard. You have a voice, too. And regarding former President Trump's visit here tonight, his primetime speech to union members is set to take place at a non-union body manufacturing plant. They're going to the supporters this morning. That's just north of Detroit. We are told that he will not join the picket lines, nor will he be joined by UAW leadership like the president was. Savannah. All right, Maggie Vespa, thank you for the update there. Lots more to get to now, including that breaking news from Hollywood overnight. Writers now cleared to return to work after board members approved the contract agreement with studios. NBC's entertainment correspondent, Chloe Malas, joins us with more details on this breaking news. Chloe, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Well, after nearly five months on the picket lines that brought the TV and film production industry to a halt, more than 11,000 writers can go back to work this morning. Now, details of the agreement were shared with writers late last night. The WGA saying that gains and protections for members were made in every single sector of the industry. This morning, the 148-day writer strike is officially over. The WGA board and council releasing a statement late Tuesday saying that the new agreement unanimously passed and is now in the hands of Guild members. Feeling really happy. Actually, a lot of emotions. Um, the deal is still tentative because we still have to vote on it, but very, very happy that there seems to be an end in sight. The 94-page agreement includes much of what writers have been waiting for. Increased residuals and transparency for streaming content. Pay increases, with most members getting a 5% raise, increased health and pension contributions, and specific guidelines around the use of AI, including that it cannot be considered source material and can't be used to undermine a writer's credit or separated rights. Writers taking to social media to share their relief and gratitude. One posting, thanks to every member who negotiated and every member who walked the walk. The provisional three-year agreement was reached late Sunday between the WGA and AMPTP, which represents streaming and studios, including Comcast, the parent company of NBC Universal. Tuesday's vote to move the deal through and end the strike right away means that late night shows and daytime talk could be back as soon as next week. Fresh episodes of your favorite scripted shows could be back on track by January. However, it remains to be seen if there will actually be actors available to act. We can't do anything without actors. We need them desperately. <laughs> the sag after union saying Tuesday, we are reviewing the WGA's tentative agreement and are committed to achieving a fair and just deal for our members. We remain on strike. We will not speculate regarding schedule or next steps. I'm hoping end of October I'm done walking this line, even though I love it, but my feet are tired. I'm ready to get back to work. Today, thousands of writers can do just that. Hollywood, now one big step closer to reopening. As for what's next, there is now a ratification vote for rank and file Writers Guild members. That is going to take place later this week and last till early October. So this deal could be wrapped up by Halloween. So we are Great inching news. closer. And remember, the actors, they are still on strike. Sure. So we're waiting for that to get resolved. Chloe, thank you. Thank you. Let us get our first check of the weather. Look Who's over there? Hey, Mr. Roker. Good to see you guys and good to see you this morning. Quickly, we're drying out finally here in the Northeast. Unfortunately, that's not going to last very long. We'll talk about that coming up in the next half hour. Heavy rain down through Florida. There are some flood watches down there. Heat continuing in Texas and more wet weather in the Pacific Northwest. And that is your latest weather. Guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Coming up here, a manhunt intensifying overnight after the murder of a young tech CEO in Baltimore. Emily Akedis following this one for us. 
Good morning. Just a tragic story, as you mentioned, an all-out search for the man accused of killing a rising star in the tech industry. Coming up, what, we learning, what we're learning about his violent past and what we know about the 26-year-old victim. All right, Emily, thank you. Also ahead this morning, Harry Smith with a rare inside look at Google on the 25th anniversary of its launch. Some of its earliest employees sharing how it got off the ground. Plus, we're going to give you a peek into the future and the AI tools they're developing. But first, this is Today on NBC. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, consoling. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Meters to go, the crew being told to brace for touchdown. Objects getting close to touchdown. Object touchdown. Huh? Touchdown confirmed wow, at 6.17 a.m. Wow, to be home. 7.30 now, return of record-setting Rubio, NASA record astronaut Frank Rubio plunging back to Earth. This is just a few moments ago. He spent 371 days in orbit. This is the longest ever single space flight by an American. So welcome home to him. I wonder what his first order of business will be. I don't know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, with Hoda out Shower. Chanel is here a little early. Morning. Good to have you. We're going to start this half hour with an urgent manhunt that is playing out in the city of Baltimore this morning. Police are searching for a suspect in the brutal murder of a 26-year-old tech CEO issuing an arrest warrant for a man they believe to be armed and dangerous. NBC's Emily Akata joins us with more on this one. Em, good morning to you. Good morning. An incredibly tragic story. Law enforcement at every level is scouring Baltimore to locate this accused killer who we're learning has a violent past. Just a year out of jail, he's now wanted for the death of a young woman seen as a rising star in the tech industry. This morning, a massive manhunt in Baltimore. Police searching for this man, 32-year-old Jason Billingsley. We know he probably is armed and dangerous. Authorities believe he murdered 26-year-old tech CEO Pava LaPere, who was found dead in an apartment building with signs of blunt force trauma. Investigators do not believe LaPere knew her killer and offered this chilling warning to residents in the area. This individual will kill and he will rape. He will do anything he can um, to cause harm. So please be aware of your surroundings. Billingsley has a lengthy rap sheet, including a sex offense and assault convictions, according to officials who say he was released from jail last fall, fueling frustrations from the mayor. We are tired of talking about the same people committing the same kind of crimes over and over again. 
LaPere's murder shocking co-workers who called her a visionary and deeply compassionate. Uh, Pava, CEO and founder of Ecomap Technologies. While a student at Johns Hopkins University, LaPere founded Ecomap Technologies, which eventually secured nearly $8 million in financing. She made Forbes' prestigious 30 under 30 list this year for her work's social impact. We've mapped a dozen plus ecosystems across the U.S. and the world. Pava was always a fighter for what was right in the world. Matt Conwell was a friend and mentor. What was Pava like? Pava was that person who was always smiling, always optimistic, and always looking to help others. Like even the company she started was literally to help others. Pava was one of the best of us. This morning, LaPere's family calling her an inspiration to so many people. She was driven, creative, hardworking, and relentless, they wrote, sharing these photos of the beloved 26-year-old whose life was brutally cut short. So, and what are officials looking at in the investigation as they go forward? Do we know? So right now, investigators are looking into whether Billingsley could be linked to any other potential cases in addition to this one. They do believe he's still in the Baltimore area at this point, but they have not said how they identified him as the suspect. There's a vigil that will be held tonight in the 26-year-old's honor. Just an incredibly tragic story. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Emily. Still ahead, what we're learning about yet another biting incident involving first dog, Commander. And what the White House plans to do about it. But first, everybody's talking about it. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. They also call it Swellsey. Swellsey? Craig, I don't know. There were, everyone's looking for what Swellsey. to call. I like Swellsey. Swellsey's cute. Anyway, now he's finally weighing in and Kaylee Hartung's all over it right after this. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around the country. It is the twists, the turns, the craziness. With the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. You'll get fresh insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the the know and up to date. So tell us what he said. Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original. We are back. Back at 738. Brace yourself, folks. We have an update on the story that everyone can't stop talking about. Yes, the possible budding romance between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey after she was spotted at his game over the weekend and they left the stadium together. Well, now we're hearing from Travis Kelsey himself, one half of Swelsey. We're just workshopping the names. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us with more. Hey, Kaylee. Trailer. Hey, guys. You know, at this point, we know all too well that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been the hottest story this week. But we hadn't heard from either star since they were together at that game Sunday until now. Travis Kelsey is filling that blank space. I did this to myself. As Taylor Swift's latest love story continues to capture national attention... Travis Kelsey finally breaking his silence overnight. 
We've been avoiding this subject out of uh, respect for your personal life. Now we got to talk about it. Yeah. My personal life, that's not so personal. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. After Swift broke the internet with that high profile appearance at the Kansas City Chiefs game Sunday. Shout out to Taylor for uh, for pulling up. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. Um, And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. Now fans are dying to know if the pop superstar will cheer on Kelsey at his game this weekend at MetLife Stadium. The anticipation at a fever pitch with the pair going viral all week. From fans digging up a clip of Kelsey dancing to Swift's music earlier this year to an internet trend of Swifties pranking their partners by pretending not to know who Kelsey is. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? (laughs) But the Swifty football era is no joke. According to StubHub data after Swift's appearance, ticket sales for Chiefs home games tripled in a 24-hour window. The defending Super Bowl champs sold more seats in one day than they have since the start of the season. The Swift spotlight even extending to their rival team this coming Sunday. The Jets selling more tickets in a single day since the season started by more than double. Even injured Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers getting in on the hype. Teasing a surprise appearance Sunday, surely leaving fans wondering if he meant himself or a certain pop icon. Never know who you're going to see at the game. You never know. Hey, and on his New Heights podcast, Travis also said his family and friends in that suite had nothing but good things to say about Taylor. You saw her chest bumping with his best friend and sitting next to his mom, Donna Kelsey, of course. And on top of that, the day went perfect for the Chiefs with their big win against the Bears. Now, there was no direct confirmation on their dating status, but hey, enough to tide Swifties over for now. No doubt, guys. Okay, Kaylee, thank you. What are the chances that this is going to be like a mockumentary and they're just playing with all of us? And they're going to be like, oh, we fooled (laughs) everyone. We're all being punked? Yeah. 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 Guilty as charged. Well, meanwhile, we all want to know. Is she going to come to the game on Sunday night? I was just about to say, everybody's going to watch. Come on. Of course. It's the Chiefs game. It's Sunday night. As luck would have it, it's right right here on NBC. (laughs) Chiefs, Jets. It's right here in New York City. Why wouldn't she come? Why wouldn't she come? It's totally convenient. So you can find out with the rest of us. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. I mean, if she shows up for a second straight game and she's in the suite next to mom, that's when I might start to believe that we're not in the mockumentary. Maybe not. Then it's real. You know what Mike Jericho is doing right now? He's on the heiress set list. Looking for puns. Getting familiar. You know? Oh, yeah. Totally. He's going to work the whole thing in. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. In fact, Taylor's going to be on our plaza Friday to help me do to help me do Sunday Night Football Night in America. Oh, if only. No, she is. It's already happening. To be clear, the control room said to be clear. To be clear, she absolutely is not. We don't need to shut down midtown. How do you know she absolutely is not? The control room just told me. They don't. They're not. Control room is an oxymoron. Oh, wow. Oh, Shot fired. <laughs> with, with emphasis on moron. He just anyway, grabs you. Uh, we've got a lot of wet weather down through Florida, some showers and thunderstorms around the Great Lakes. Uh, and we're also looking at flood watches in parts of southeastern Georgia into northern Florida as well. Heavy rain. Some places may pick up to five inches of rain right through Saturday. And we've got some nice weather coming into New York. However, Unfortunately for the Northeast, not looking good. Low pressure developing off the Southeast coast for tomorrow. Cool day. 
damp and breezy from New Jersey all the way to South Carolina. Friday, the heaviest rain is along the coast. Could be some coastal flooding. And then Saturday, that rain could linger in New England and still hang around New York, depending on which of the models you look at. We do have coastal flood watches and warnings for the next few days for 12 million people. Oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, well, you got, you, got to- you got test here, so let's give you some tone. They can clip your mic, too. They won't. They won't. <laughs> there, we go. there it is. There it is. Al, thank you. Who's, I don't know. It's a control room one, Al, one. It's one, one. Yeah, okay. One, one. Guys, your morning boost is on the way right on time. So say hello to the adorable new additions at the Toledo Zoo. Twin tiger cubs. Guess what? what? Their dad will be with us oh. for a special gender reveal. And we'll let you know how you can name these little cuties right after this. Where's the mom? We are coming up on 749 now. Jacob Soboroff has joined the party. And you're here just in time for an adorable announcement. Are you ready for this? The Toledo Zoo in Ohio is celebrating the arrival of twin Siberian tiger cubs. They were born on July 20th and are now spending some all-important time with mom, Talia. Look at the babies. Let's bring in Michael Freshour. He is the Toledo Zoo's curator of mammals. We're going to do a gender reveal, Michael. We're so delighted to be part of this. First of all, though, these are Siberian tigers or Amur tigers. How rare are they? How special is it that you've got a set of twins here? Incredibly rare. There's only 5,000 tigers left in the wild of all the subspecies. And of this particular subspecies, there's less than 500 in the wild. So it's really special um, for us to have, especially two girls. Um, So it's, it's a really exciting day. Well, you may have just given it away, but I, I think, I <laughs> well, think we, we, I have a, we have a video. A video has been made uh, for the gender reveal. So let's let's see the video. There you go. Wait, oh, they're pink. They're pink. They're pink. Happy That's National Waters like Day. Oh, yeah. Started like that. Right. And there then. You there we go. There you yes. go. Oh, the gender oh, reveal. Oh, I see. Well, well, in reverse. Well. Yeah. Yay! Good girls. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law used to say the best kind. That's so cute. He was an obstetrician. I digress. So, Michael, tell how, is the, how are mom and baby girls doing? They're doing absolutely great. Um, we've done two checkups on them, and they were 14, 15 pounds each. Um, so it's it's really, um, they're doing great with mom, just like they would be in the wild. They'd be with mom in the in a den space. So, uh, but yeah, they're, you got to stay tuned and follow us on social media because they're going to be coming on exhibit really soon. Oh, really well, excited. we were just about to got, ask you. I've you got know, dad here behind us. Oh, wait, oh. let's see dad. Where you know, people he? love to name babies. And oh, so I was just looking here. Um, you have, you say the public can say, have a say on two of the Cubs names on your, on your screen. We'll put up some of the names for voting and their meanings. So we have, is it Kalita? Which means yes. fiery. Kalita. Okay. Is it Kima? Mm-hmm. Valentina. Yes, Kima. Cam- Camilla. Yep. Calming. Ember, Ash, Maya, and Nadia. Those are all beautiful names. Yes. So do you pick They're two? all beautiful names. And the cool part about those names is they were all picked by the, the keeper staff who takes care of them, actually develops the, the names. And then they, they give them to us. And we, we've done this a few times with some of our reveals for the baby names. And we give those to the public. And the public gets to... Uh, gets to vote on them, and, and, yeah, it's really great that the keeper staff who takes care of them gets to be a part of that. Anybody cool. have any favorites? That's cool. Well, I, I kind of like Camilla. I, 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 Camilla? I, 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 I like that one. I like Ember. Ember? 
Ember? By the way, folks, if you're watching or you're, you're listening, um, you can vote on these Tiger Twins. We've got a link for you on our website, today.com. Oh, Michael, Michael congrats. Yes, yeah. Congratulations. Go. Say hi to Papa behind you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, talk yep, to you later. That's Papa. That's Titan. Titan. That's a tiger name. There's a, that's there's a name. Don't call me Papa. <laughs> My name is Sorry, Titan. Titan. Dudley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming up, a new listing on Airbnb that has grabbed our attention. How would you like to visit Shrek's Swamp? We're going to explain that's coming up. Better out than here, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> 